Hi everyone, and welcome to the fifth episode of Arcane Point Pier. I'm Bell, your host, and this is Derek, your co-host. Hello. Um, what are we talking about today, Derek? Today we are talking about Monster Hunter World. Ooh, fun, fun, fun. Um, so I'm a huge, longtime fan of the Monster Hunter series. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played every game since Try. Yes. Every game since Try. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay. And uh, except the except the stories spinoff games, those are weird. Don't talk to me about those. There's story spinoff um, games. Yes, there's there are games called Monster Hunter Stories. They're on their second one right now. It's Monster it's Monster Hunter Diet. That's also been watered down. Um, oh. If you're okay. a fan of Rise, you if you're a fan of Stories, you can get out of the podcast now. Thank you for listening. <laughs> um, for those of you who are still here. Uh, we like you, and <laughs> uh, and yeah, we we I've beaten I think yeah I've beaten the multiplayer for every game up through Rise, and for some reason I just haven't played Rise that much. Um, okay. but they're they're huge fun. What about you? Oh yeah, I I love Monster Hunter. Um, I've played less Monster Hunters than you. Finished even fewer. Um. I've played, I started with three ultimate, which was really fun. It was, it was crazy mm-hmm. just kind of being thrown into Monster Hunter. Um, I beat the story, <laughs> um, the single player story. And then I got, I got to G rank in three ultimate, um, which, which just consisted of me, um, f- endlessly farming the Giginox because I just loved the fuck out of that monster. It was so cool. The Giginox like, is poison. Here. The Kiginox is your favorite monster, yeah? It is. It is. It's just a disgusting, like, two-sided creature that gives birth out oh. of anger and poisons. It's just... It's it's scary. It's everything It's armor's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, um... Yeah, and... so... Uh, actually, on on the topic of favorite monsters, I was oh, just okay, going okay. to chime in. And, um... I, I've gotta say... Uh, probably the Zenogar. Zenogre is a solid one. Like he's, it's in a lot of them, and it's really cool. Yeah, he's he's a good boy. Like he he's fast. He's a little like Sonic, and he's he's a, he's a puppy. Like Sonic, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. But I kind of <laughs> love it. And that's a pro, not a con, for you <laughs> Sonic haters out there. Get out. Um, <laughs> our viewership goes down to zero. Yes, immediately. Uh, Started at zero, went up to one. Hey, hi, mom. Uh, told Sonic <laughs> fans to get out. Mom left. Yeah. Uh, oh well. Uh, yeah, I'm calling you out, mom. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Sonic loving fool. You fall. Um, <laughs> you're even worse of a fool than our father. Oh my gosh. Um. I love the bug thing with the Zenogre, where it's got like lightning bugs like charging it, and you can like harvest them from its back and all that crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think I have a soft spot in my heart for any monster you can gather from while they're alive and they're just like sleeping or something. I I imagine they have a soft spot too if you're mining from their back. But I, I see your point. Yeah, it's really neat. Yeah. Um. The, a relatively soft spot, but. Uh, Duramboros... It's the one you can mine from yes. the back, right? Well, you, you can mine from Duramboros, you can also mine from Uragon, and mm. the Bone Uragon. Oh, yeah, yeah, from the Rotten I don't Vale. remember his name. Yeah. Oh, that, that was the other Monster Hunter I have played, is I played, oh, Generations, um, which was great. I... Um, Hunter Arts blew my mind. I was like, wait, what? You get, like, skills? What do you mean? We should play Generations. Oh, so good. And then World was great. Um, Really loved the Rotten Vale with the bow and Durambaros. Like, that's peak aesthetic. hmm. Valhazak and bow and Durambaros are, like, right there. Just, like, a little bit of of salt on them, and it's just like, mwah. Mm. Delicious. Um, Oh, yeah. What's your favorite Elder Dragon? For those of Whoa. you who don't know, Elder Dragons are in the, not not to steal Derek's uh, lore thunder, but in the world, they're kind of these, they're, they're the uh, higher echelon of the food chain. 
they they change things ecologically near them they're the ones who set patterns um whether that's like great crossings of monsters or or huge weather phenomena it's usually an elder dragon causing it yeah um, they're pseudo gods yeah they're like living gods and they like most of the stories revolve around an elder dragon doing something really seedy <laughs> like it's always like yeah, the elder yeah. dragon is poisoning the whole continent who knew or like yeah, the elder dragon's killing everyone you know like or uh oh in in try um it was the, the volcano thing. one no th- there is there is a volcano one in try the uh the elder dragon of the like base story though because you're thinking of try ultimate yeah i uh, got you He's just he's just a good boy having a bad dream, and he's making earthquakes. Oh yeah, like, isn't it, yeah. <laughs> and I love him. <laughs> poor Cetaeus. We're like cue for sharpening your horns or whatever, and we just like kill him in like a crazy like underwater like. Yeah, yeah. You you fall you you stalk him underwater back to his lair, and then you kill him. Because <laughs> like, cra- that's the craziest thing. Is the underwater in in try in three, like, I that was my first Monster Hunter, so I didn't realize that how bizarre that was until I played all the Monster Hunters since. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Oh. Oh wait. There's no water water combat. Okay. All like right. The Gobul. Ah, so good. Oh, uh, Gobul's a good boy. You're a good boy. Okay. Okay. So I described what all the dragons are. What's What's your favorite? Stop oh, stalling. Oh, tell me. Sorry. Um. Favorite Elder Dragon. So, funny enough, my favorite Elder Dragon is actually not from a game I've played a whole lot. It's the Gormagala. Um, Or I guess, I don't know if it's an Elder Dragon in that form, but the Shigaru Magala. It's like the crazy, like, uh, like black-scaled. It almost looks like a Nagakuga, except for way more dragon-y. Um, and wow, big, I... and it poisons and infects things, and then slowly becomes gold over time. It's really cool. I love it. Huh. Okay. Apparently, it was cool. like pivotal to the story of like, I don't know about generations, but one of the older monster hunters, and they brought it back. It was is what I pivotal heard. to four. To four. Got it. Got it. Um. Well, my favorite elder dragon. Mm. Um. I, okay, okay. I'm actually I'm I'm gonna cheat. You're gonna cheat. Um, yeah. Do I have to cheat? Oh, you're gonna cheat. Yeah, two? I have okay. the right to cheat. This is my podcast, co-host. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I'm sorry. No more beatings. So- <laughs> um. Also, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it with that much venom. <laughs> um. <laughs> and speaking of venom, no, no, it's not Camellios. Um. Yeah, so so I'm gonna cheat. I'm going to name both a final boss mm-hmm. and a, an elder dragon that's like kind of just shows up in a lot of games and like runs around mm-hmm. and has fun with the good old boys. Um, so I think I think my favorite of the ones that just kind of like run around and have fun. Um, well, you've got your main three. You've uh, I don't really like any of them, mostly. <laughs> I love that. I need to pick two. Actually, I don't like any of them. <laughs> I don't like. I don't really like the ones that are. I guess you would call standard. Um. I think Volcana, which was Volcana. introduced in World, oh. was is my favorite of the like normal older dragons. Okay, I I didn't. I mean, I've, I've beaten the oh. story in World, and I've played a lot of the multiplayer, but I haven't fought every multiplayer monster. Um, what was Volcana? Yeah. Uh, Volcana is the ice dragon with the, like, spear tail. Oh, was that an Iceborne? Yeah. Okay, I've not played Iceborne. That's what it was. Um, so That's I think really Volcana cool. might be my favorite of the... Oh, no. Oh, I'm, I'm dumb. It's Kieran. Oh, that's right. Kieran's like, an Elder Dragon. What a monster. Specifically Deviant Kieran. Where it's black and like bright purple and Whoa. has like it has like way stronger lightning attacks. That's he's really specifically cool. my my favorite like 
I'm not really the main antagonist of the story. I'm just kind of here, Elder Dragons. Okay. That's awesome. Kieran um, is a bitch yeah. to fight. It's it's like hopping all over and striking with lightning. You're like, that's that's cheating. Yeah. That's magic right there. He's it's the just worst. Kieran shooting you with lightning. Uh or just like dragon presence. Just like deflecting attacks. Yes. <laughs> just like, hey, by the way, I'm a dragon, therefore you don't hit me. There's no yeah. reason for it. This is my you dragon just... card. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, it's a passive ability. It I have a reservation. Uh, uh this is my dragon card it means i want to speak to your manager thank you um but my favorite multiplayer final boss Mm -hmm. um it has to be gogmazios the gog himself the gog I don't so, know if Gog easier. Is that the Crazy Bone one from Generations? No. Okay. Damn. The, I don't remember his name. I think it starts with a D. It's not Dalamador, but... It's something close um, to that. Yeah. The Gog is actually the final boss of 4. Is uh, it the snake? In, in 4 Ultimate. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Um, Sorry, go ahead. I was trying to guess. um the snake is the final boss of four ultimate got it and got that that might be reversed it might be gog is the final boss of four ultimate and dolomador is the final boss of four Um, okay okay it's it's one of the other um we're in the book gogmazios is a huge black elder dragon kind of like like a fatalis kind of guy okay um but he's a lot like thicker as well he's not just really long he a thick dragon and he's all drippy with oil oh um and he fires just hundreds of fire lasers and he has he he eats gunpowder so he has like a lot of blast attacks. That's really um, cool. And he has an old broken dragonator on his back. He has a broken um, dragonator on his back. Yeah, it, it got stuck to him because he he attacks um like outcrops of soldiers, not outcrops, but like soldier posts mm-hmm. to eat their gunpowder. Outposts. Um, and in one of his attacks, uh a dragon ear like broke and fell on his back and just kind of adhered there because of the oil um and other other reasons that don't actually make sense in a realistic setting but it's fantasy so whatever beautiful Um, and it's really cool and you can knock the dragonator off of his back if you have like a half decent gunner and use it one last time against him that's actually metals i love that yeah it's it's great (laughs) honest um, to god i was so i was i was waiting for you to be like and he can use it on you and i'm like finally the revenge <laughs> of a lifetime just how do you like it he just shoulder tackles you and you get speared by a dragon eater. honestly i couldn't even be mad i'm like i deserve this yeah like you know what i know what i've done <laughs> my my um original monster hunter monster is just a monster that when it, every time it kills a player it it, it takes their oh, no. skin and makes armor from it <laughs> oh no that would have to be a monster like that's a that's a cool thought but it would have to be a monster in one of the newer games where you can change armor and weapons in the field oh yes Oh, no, no, no. Just from their bones and skin. The monster wouldn't be that strong, so it'd just be, like, people parts. But, like, it would be horrifying. Uh, that's <laughs> awful. I mean, what you were thinking of was probably far more functional. I was just being disgusting. Okay. Well, all right, all right. They have a human element. Got it. <laughs> yeah, not the armor you're wearing. Like, it actually just turns you into armor, just, just to see how you like it. You. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Uh, that's so wrong. <laughs> Ugh. 
What are you talking about? That's the whole premise of Monster. You kill something, you make armor from it. This is this is how it works, man. Yeah, but the monster's not supposed to do it, Eric. That's fair. We're um, people. It's different somehow. Yeah, they're barbarians. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say I have a special heart in my place for the hermit crab, uh, elder dragon. There's a hermit crab elder dragon that sounds so adorable. Yeah. He just and he, he's way too big to fit on your screen. Whoa! And so, well, because he's like he he has huge legs, and he uses them to stand up while he like claws at the wall you're defending. So you have to hit his legs. Oh! It is the cutest thing. I love him. <laughs> he's a good boy. He's a good boy. Um, I think my favorite secondary elder dragon. Um is the Valhazak with the, like, uh, oh. Fluvia and, like, oh the regen armor. I didn't even think about Valhazak. He's so good. So cool. And he's, like, he looks like a Draco Lich. Like, he's just so cool. Tell you what, I'm, I'm going to take a hot take right now. A hot take. I am tired of uh, Teostra and Kushala Deora. Oh, Kyoshaji is the I'm... horrible wind dragon, right? Yeah, he's the black metal wind dragon. That now actually deals dragon damage. Oh. They buffed him in Rise. It's awful. Oh god, I haven't fought him in Rise. I, I'm willing to have my opinion changed on this, but I don't personally enjoy fighting Kyoshaji a whole lot just because if he hits you, it's just a thousand years of, of like crowd control and you don't get to like play. Yeah. Like, it's... a monster that punches my lights out and kills me, I'm like, I deserve that. A monster that blasts me, like, a whole room away, and it's like, yeah, try to hit me at all. I'm like, and he, like, flies, and he's just kind of, like, awkward to hit with certain weapons. I'm just like, you jerk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know yeah, a little I... bit that, like, get good. Like, I'm I'm not the best at Monster Hunter at times, but, like... No, same... no, 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 no. Don't belittle yourself. Kushala Deora is awful. Everyone <laughs> knows it. They just don't want to say it. <laughs> Oh, and, uh, I remember one of the worst things was fighting Kushala Deora on a hill in mm, World. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think it was, it was fighting with you. Because we were trying yeah. to farm Kushala Deora because we hated ourselves. And it was on a hill. And, I, and like, because of it, he, he he's fl- because of the way he's hovering, I couldn't hit him. But he could still blast me down this hill really far. It was yeah. terrible. <laughs> Yeah, he it's had like the high ground in the forest was... or something, and he just had the high ground, and I fell into the lava. Yeah, Ugh. it's. Ugh. <sighs> yeah. Nasty. I still remember the Shadi or the blasted you off the map. That was so funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so do I. That's why I don't use switch axes. <laughs> because I'm terrible with switch axes. <laughs> um. Yeah. You know, you know what? Like, mm-hmm. they have so many great Elder Dragons at their disposal. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think the problem is that they have too many arena-style Elder Dragons. They don't have enough Elder Dragons that are just like, I'm in the field. Hey! I see what you mean. And w- World introduced a couple. Yeah. Like, like Valhazak, Valkana... The punchy bro. Punchy bro. Spiky shoulder tackle wings. Nergagante? Yes. Nergagante. Oh, Nergagante is a pretty good one. Like, like they, they introduced three strong additions to the cast. And then on Rise, they're just like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nope. And I understand that Rise and World were in development simultaneously. Oh, were they? That makes a bit of sense. Okay. Yeah. They, so, what ha- they, they kind of stagger releases. Mm-hmm. Um, but World and Rise started development at the same time. I see. Um, right when 4 Ultimate came out, essentially. They started development on the next two games. And World's team finished first <laughs> um Makes sense, because they, they weren't completely redefining the wheel 
they yeah, weren't redefining Rice... the. Oh god. Sorry, they weren't redefining the wheel in a space where there was already a wheel. The world team got to redefine the wheel when there hadn't been a wheel there for like like 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> like Monster Hunter hasn't been a console game since like Monster Hunter 2. Whoa. So they they re- like that. Yeah, they they really got well, to like well, Monster Hunter 3 was console. That was still that's a while true. ago, but that's, yeah, yeah, that that that's true. I I forgot about three, uh, but yeah, that that was the last Monster Hunter console game. Was three. yeah, not even portable Wii, too. Which is like, oof. yeah, which was like ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. How'd you feel old? <laughs> <laughs> the time, I can't keep track. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's been since Monster Hunter Try that that it's been on console. So they just kind of got to go crazy like they had a they had a monster hunter template to follow but like other than that they just got to design and have fun and and do what worked best on the system whereas the rise team was dealing with monster hunter has been on uh, on handhelds this entire time yeah there's there are certain expectations that come with that yeah um and then world came out first and they had to redesign a decent chunk of rise because of world's worldwide reception yeah yeah world world made a really good impression with people and i understand why it's it's a very good one to get into monster oh, yeah, with. it is yeah if if someone was like hey i really want to get into monster hunter start them on world unless yeah. they're specifically like i want to get into monster hunter i played the first one and I really liked it, but it was a little clunky. I would be like, ah, Generations, fam. You'll have thousands of hours of fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Rory feels that... Uh, my, my lovely wife, Rory, feels that uh, Rise is a watered-down world. Interesting. <laughs> she has very harsh opinions. Interesting. That's. Uh, I, I kind of get it. Because I think rise takes the thing that world did different things the world did differently and mm-hmm. pulls back a little on them but it also does everything else so well yeah it's like it didn't go rise ham on story is weird um i feel like if rise was mm-hmm. the the game after generations and they didn't have world that they needed to co-opt mechanics from or anything mm-hmm I think Rise would be the perfect classic Monster Hunter game because it pulls no punches on the things it knows how to do well. Yeah. But it pulled some punches on like the creativity side and the world stuff because the team had just learned it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like like World did really good with like being like properly introducing you to the world and being like you know, their story, and this is kind of like what's going on here. Like, like World tried to pretend this is this isn't a franchise that's been going on for like ever. So like they're like, you know, okay, there's gonna be monsters, and like we're gonna do new worlds. So it's like a new. We can kind of like, even though each one kind of takes place in its own place anyway, they kind of really like try to start fresh and like establish like an anime yeah. story <laughs> with it. Um, whereas Rise, like they didn't. It doesn't seem like they tried as hard to hyper invest in story like that and like the player experience of like being introduced to the world, but they oh, still yeah, no. did a decent job and then they nailed everything else. So to the umpteenth degree, they smoothed so much over that wasn't smoothed over even in world. Like it was, oof, the level so design mi- is incredible. <laughs> in both, uh, mini gripe about mini gripe. Rise, um, specifically Rise's story. Okay, I've technically not finished it, but I I kind of know where it, it ends, and I'm like, wow, that's really this brief is not going to. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the end. The end is fine, frankly. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say about the end. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, the end's not fine. Um, I, I without will without believe getting into... the you from ten seconds ago or twenty seconds ago, at some point. We <laughs> <I'll> continue. <laughs> Um, the problem with Rise's end story, mm-hmm. um, 
in Monster Hunter, there is an established standard that monsters don't have a higher conscience. Really? They're, they, what I mean by that is they, they don't have, they're not, they're living their best lives, mm-hmm. right? You, a, a Teostra has to migrate because of X, Y, or Z reason. And because it migrated, its area is heating up. Like its new home is heating up. And because it's heating up, there are problems. So a hunter has to go kill it. Um, that's that, that's the general story flow of a monster hunter game. Yeah. Is a monster is out surviving. And it's not... Aggress- it, 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 it's not evil or anything. It's just that's true. It Even is the nasty ones aren't really evil. Yeah, like like Devil Joe, probably the evilest looking one. Not evil. He's just, just a hungry boy, starving all the time. Yeah. So hungry, um, horrifying. And yes. like, and like Teostra. Yeah, he has a huge like territory, but he's not like, I hate humans. I am King Dragon. Like. No, he just, he's just an animal, living. Yeah. He's a lion dragon, like, whatever, get over it. Um, <laughs> the the problem, uh, th- th- there are some monsters that specifically attack human settlements, like the Gagamasios, that you'd be like, oh, but wait, uh, Bell, um, but what about the Gagamasios? He attacks human settlements, isn't he evil? No, he eats gunpowder, get over it. Like, that's why he's attacking. Yeah, it's like if a horde of panthers attacked a, 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 a an undefended village. It's like they're just hungry. Yeah, it's awful, but it's not evil. It, it, morality with... is not the paradigm that it's actually happening on. It's yeah, just animals being, so being drawn to certain things or doing certain things. Yeah. Um. Sorry, that got aggressive. Uh, the problem with rise <laughs> is that it flips that on its head, and it's like, no, these uh. These dragons are evil, bro. Like they're doing, they're 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 messing everything up on purpose, and they're evil, and they want to kill everyone. Interesting. And so you got to go like hunt them. Yeah, and it puts like, a like morality spin on it, which is interesting. And I find that not interesting. Not to be good. <laughs> I I can respect that. I'll have to have to like properly fish and see, and I can I can totally see yeah. how that doesn't fit. Um, cause gosh, like most of them, like, even when it's really scary, high stakes stuff, it's never like the creature is evil per se. It's just, it has to, its existence is a threat to everyone else. Exactly. In in a way, I think that that kind of fits the monster hunter thing is it's not, uh, monster hunter doesn't, from what I've experienced, doesn't grapple very deeply with like the if you should kill monster question uh just because if you start asking that question why are you a monster hunter kind of thing it's Um, very much the lesser of two evils in monster hunter yeah Um, it's about survival where it's like don't be terrible mm -hmm. but also we as humans have a right to kill this thing just as it has a right to survive it's like it's that whole thing um yeah yeah and i think the way monster has handled it has been okay enough um, but I, exactly, I understand how, like, yeah. it being like a morality of, like, ah, an evil monster. Um, depending on how they execute that. But if that just becomes, like, a precedent, like, maybe not so great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. What, what I was going to say before I decided that the ending is bad <laughs> <laughs> is that I don't like Rise's story because every... Every Monster Hunter I have played, mm-hmm. I have been able to picture it in a world. All the Monster Hunters take place in the same world. Yeah. Um, and you can and... you can generally feel that you're like, okay, this is this bleeds over, or like you can you can see how there's applica- reapplicable like concepts or like vibes or or things that happen. Like, okay, you know, I get how this is all taking place in like the same world of this being a thing you know yeah and and they're all like civilized societies so they have contact like Mm. the first isolationist society 
that doesn't reference any other game besides the first one. Like, ignore the first one. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but every game has, like, referenced another country or another game somehow. <clears throat> in, like, in World, you're the fifth fleet coming from the mainland. Well, yeah, they really went with world lore and world. Yeah, but, like, the the mainland is Mizuho. Or not Mizuho. Sorry. Whoa. <sighs> I don't know. I've always had this thing since I was young. Mizuho is a game from, is a village from Tales of Symphonia, another game. Yes. Um, there's a very Japanese-esque village in Monster Hunter, and I've always called it Mizuho because I was playing, I was getting into both games at the same time. I never remember what the name of the village in Monster Hunter is. Okay. It starts with a Y, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, it's not Mizuho. I apologize to any hardcore uh fans out there who are frothing yes um, they demand blood <laughs> uh they just put their little like whisk in the milk and like got a little frothy and they're like ooh, delicious um <laughs> uh so so i apologize to any mega fans but um besides that village every other village has been like oh yeah there's you know there are other places around and like you recognize that and we trade with them or this elder dragon migrated from there. We don't know what's going yeah. on. We have to research it. Or the context and... of just like the hunter's guild is a like widespread network of well, Yeah. It's a yeah, widespread the... organization that inter it that deals with a lot of regions. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Like even games where you're not part of the hunter's guild to start. Mm-hmm. Like in generations, you don't start as one of the hunters' guild. You just start as like a dude. I think I don't. I don't. Generations is weird. Yeah. Yeah. You don't really start as anyone. They're, they're just like, oh, you're the new research assistant. All right. Well, do you want to join the guild and actually be a hunter? And you're like, oh, um, okay. And you're like, uh, sure, I guess. Uh, I mean, our last hunter just died. So yeah, I guess. <laughs> Give me a sword. Um. I'm pretty sure that's actually like how it goes too. It just sounds roughly right. It's been a while, but yeah. Um, so like they're they're all referencing each other except for Rise. Yeah, Rise is very I about guess, it, itself. I guess because Rise, I don't remember, I don't know the name of the village in Rise either. It's another weeb village. Oh, yeah, I said it. I forgot the name. It's not Tamora, yeah. is it? No. No, it's Kahu something. Okay, well, the village in Rise. The village in Rise is. It. I guess it's isolationist. I. To be fair, um, from what I've gathered in the in the lore I've gathered in Rise, uh, because I really love the relic swords. Those are really cool. Um, I don't know how many of those you've gotten. Um, Relic sword. In Rise? In Rise, yeah. There's in different like hidden places on the stages oh, you can find relic swords that tell the, stories of like the 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 note scraps, yeah, 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 stuff. Kamara, yeah. Oh, it's it, it's not Tamara, it's Kamara. Okay, I was close. Thank goodness. Yeah, you you just said it because you're not thinking about it. And yeah, I know. Came to you, yeah. Um, sorry. Continue. Continue. It's like the philosopher show. I had to not want it to be able to have it. Like. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> your screen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, oh, but but there's the relic swords that you can, the relic records that you can find, and then you can like read mm-hmm. the notes about like what each one is, and they're all like records of like the founding of the village and stuff. And like, I will definitely like reserve like final judgment for like when I've finished everything, but from what I, it looks like, at the very least, they try to explain that in that Kamura Village is supposed to be super isolationist and like um part of the reason there are so many problems there is is it's like they ended up there they they like it's not like they the people who settled there for what I understand didn't just settle there because it's like ooh this is a place to live they're like refugees from like an accident or something and so they didn't choose to live there they just kind of got stranded and decided to make the most of it and that the environment's really hostile 
And so that's why they're so isolationist, just because they don't really have that connection to everything else. Um, and that's why they get messed up by like the rampage and everything so badly, is because there isn't like a greater network they can call on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not reserving final judgment. <laughs> I judge. Um, I respect you very much for for reserving said judgment, but you're wrong. It's bad. I I cannot see any situation in which, um, okay, I get it. Isolationist civilizations do happen, but an isolationist civilization that develops the level of technology we see in Rise cannot stay isolationist, except by choice. And if they are isolationist by choice, there will be reference to other cultures, no matter what. Mm. Um, that, oh God, all we have is like the Argosy, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. We have, we have an Argosy from the mainland. And so they're not even isolationist, because they trade. They they accept a trader in, and you are part of their culture. So therefore, if you trade, the culture is no longer isolationist. Mm. Um, because if they were point. truly an isolationist culture, they would turn away and, the traders. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, so they're not isolationist, and they are a a at least they have steam power. <laughs> that's true. And they know of other cultures that they can trade with. So they're it's just a story tool because the writers didn't want to deal with continuity that's fair and that's what i hate there we okay. go i i figured okay. it out okay i see i see where you're, where you're getting at um yeah no no steam powered civilization Refuses to trade, except <laughs> by totality. You know, like except fools. There we go. It, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no steam-powered civilization fails to trade. They may choose not to, but they will never fail. <laughs> Even when that trade ends up in point, war, <laughs> they will trade blows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that. Okay. Okay. Trading makes the world go around. Like, I, it's so frustrating that they're like, and you send your dogs out to trade. You, you send your dogs and or palicos out to trade. Yes, so you're double dipping. Submarine. Yes. And everyone else is like... I love what? animal labor. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, if I could train Trixie to like go down to the market... And hawk some wares. Yeah. You know. You got a point. Um, she can earn her rent. She can earn her chow. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that—that's my problem with it. Okay. I've I've been reading too many like stories. Building where... too many D and D worlds. No, I'm joking. Essentially, I've been reading too many stories where the author goes, essentially winks at the reader and goes, "If it wasn't this way, I would be an idiot because that's how people live." <laughs> Got it. And I would go, oh, "Yeah, no, that's right, that's right." Continue. Yeah, this this you've passed the logic check. I appreciate that. <laughs> Continue. I appreciate this detail. Yeah, like it's. Mm, mm, you know, no, I'm gonna continue tangenting. Okay. Um, okay. The it's, it's the true rampage. <laughs> it's a book series called The Magic of Recluse, and I know we're way off Monster Hunter World. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're talking Let's about Rise, and now we're talking about your books. But we're here. We are. <laughs> Let's face it. The only people who are listening are family and friends and you didn't come here for world anyways That's um, fair. <laughs> it's it's a book series called the magic of records <laughs> and i'm on book seven 
and starting in book six, we get enough of the history of the world to know that it was a rationalist colony. Um, now, rationalists are a, a country, a group. I don't really know what to call them. Um, but it's a, it's a group of people that are starfarers. Ooh. And they have planet, uh, like plano forming technology. Oh, jeez. Um, so yeah, they're, they're they're definitely way way advanced, um, and they're fighting. They're in a constant war state with another group of humans called the United Faith Alliance. Interesting. Um, although sometimes they're referred to as the UFF instead of the UFA. So I think. It, I think there's like United Faith Federation, which is like that the group that the characters belong to, and then the United Faith Alliance might be like the United Faith Federation and like the United Faith group and like like a couple yeah, different like groups under United that United Faith Federation and friends. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. UFFF. Um. United Faith friends. Anyway. And completely normal. The the characters that belong or used to belong um to the UFF, aka the UFA, refer to the rationalists as rats. Because oh. obviously they do. It's a slur and humans slur against the things they're fighting. Interesting. Like occasionally they'll refer to them as rationalists. Um, but usually, oh, that's especially... clever. Rat, and then you... yeah, yeah, okay. But almost always, they'll refer to them as rats. Um, and I'm like, you know what? A lesser author would have had them referred referred to as rationalists all the time, like properly. Yeah, mm-hmm. or like established a name for the like plano forming class of rationalist and then just call them by that or something but a, a truly good author figures out what demeaning slur their character would use <laughs> to call their plano forming people <laughs> love it and it's like that's that's my problem with rise is that it doesn't make sense mm, there, there's a lack of self-awareness or like deeper consistency or something i i I, I hear what you're getting at i don't know how to put to words exactly but i i I can't rectify in my mind how this civilization got where it got like there's no sequence of events that makes sense to me okay okay um but world on the other hand (laughs) yes has a you know our good old friend world <laughs> yeah um you know it has a civilization that makes sense because you're part of the fifth fleet uh your your world is in the area where uh, there's a lot of trading happening and someone discovers a new continent because they were they were doing something stupid and risky mm-hmm. um and then the guild which I think is just like a, a governing power. I'm not sure. They, they never get super yeah, clear they, on the governing. Never, it's that hunter hunter shit where it's like, oh, they're kind of a government, kind of not government. Who knows? But they do everything. Yeah. yeah. Maybe military. They're probably the government. I mean, when you have people who can like shank dragons to death and steal their power, <laughs> you they kind of just get to decide how things go. You know what? I like that. <laughs> that is a meritocracy if I've ever heard one. It's not. Don't don't take that the wrong way. Shanking people does not lead to a meritocracy. Um, a probably. Actually, I don't know. We don't we don't even have a real meritocracy here on Earth. Yeah, yeah. I said it, Korea. Get over it. Um. Anyways. Um. What but was I saying with the the fleets, I I do like how there's kind of like. They actually, like, went ham and, like, made it so that there's, like, history and references to, like, what each fleet did before you got there. Like, there's the... Oh, yeah. 
the, the ship that's like crashed that was like the first ship and that's like the one you like your base is on your house and yeah food. and then like there's the other fleet that you go meet layers all the scholars and like they're all like yeah. oh yeah we were just we just had books so we just had to chill and like look at monsters and whatnot and i'm like that's you know good for you yeah like like you get there as the fifth fleet and everyone's like yeah um we're researching here uh we, we have we have a ship of scholars and a ship of hunters and well we have like three ships of hunters and like two ships of scholars or whatever um i don't remember okay while the uh scholars are doing their scholarly thing us hunters are keeping the villages safe and bringing back monsters and other ecology that so that the scholars can study them and like i can see how that came to be yeah it makes <laughs> Everything a lot of makes sense. sense there's a lot of it's purpose like, to everything yeah yeah it's it's very uh function over form yeah. because you're living out of a out of a capsized ship <laughs> like yeah they're just like this is our base yeah and and you know what i i i you can you can see how it came to be but with rise you can't or in iceborne mm-hmm. um they ship you to the far north of the island and they they establish another expeditionary base or no 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 it, it's a it's a small island northeast of the main continent got it so it's like a splinter off okay yeah that's always um winter time nasty um, that's definitely yeah. not due to an elder dragon no definitely not that's so weird what's going it's on here Just don't even worry about it man yeah um, it's definitely not the steam dragon. Let me tell you what. But, um, <laughs> you land there with a very small expeditionary force. And you just set up like a tiny camp at first, and then you build that camp. And all of a sudden, it it, it people are there setting up walls and stuff. Oh, it kind of has that like sandboxy like. Um, uh, there's certain games that do this. I don't know what the term is for it, but it's games where like you kind of like your progression actually affects like your like base and like the environment as you go. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. I love the fuck out of that. I'll eat that up any day where they're like, ooh, you beat the you know, you beat the first level, the walls in your base are a little higher. I'm like, Yay! I did Yay! it. Um There's some weird fish. <laughs> in world. I know. Hard tangent, but uh just in Monster Hunter in general. Oh. Like there are some specifically weird fish in world. By the way, um, every day. Speaking of world, I'm so glad they added endemic life capturing because I love putting weird like in your house, like weird fish tanks and whatnot. And be like, yeah, my my <laughs> koi, my koi like a pond just has like angler fish and weird shit in it, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. no, this is good. Yeah. Um. Oof. Um. Like, for those of you who aren't familiar with monster hunter in general there there are some like basic ones that are that exist in every game like the wet fish that you can use to sharpen your sword it's a Um, whetstone fish to be clear yes it's not just a a fish that is wet it is a wet fish um (laughs) wet wet um yeah, so it's it's a wet fish. It can you can use it to sharpen your blade better than a normal whetstone. Um, there are sushi fish that heal you. Uh, that you just eat raw because they're sushi fish, huh? That's cute. Don't uh, they stop bleeding or something? It depends on what game you're in. Um, Got it. Starting a generation, they stop bleeding. If you are bleeding out and you eat a sushi fish, you will stop bleeding, mm. uh, and it heals somehow. The sushi ble- fish itself is definitely bleeding because you, you you're eating it, but yeah, raw. Um, <laughs> in before generations, because bleeding wasn't a thing before generations. Oh, um, who's the no? Would... Who's the messed up bitch from generations that introduced bleeding? Sergios. Regios. Yeah. Nasty. 
A nasty, nasty boy. You know it's a. Um, you know it's gonna be a wild ride when a, 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 gen, a new Monster Hunter game is like, ah yes, and this item cures Hellblight, and you're like, what? A what? Hell They're like a completely new status effect you've never heard of. Don't worry about it. It's just, it's just, it's just a little item. You're like, no, yeah. no, no. Tell me more about that. No, no, it's fine. You'll find oh, out. This berry recovers your soul from the shadow realm. Like, wait, what? Wait, <laughs> yeah. It's so <laughs> ominous because the, the it's available from the beginning. So it's usually just like a new purpose to like the general items, like you know, like cleansers yeah. get rid of gases or vapors usually. Or deodorants. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh, okay. And then they always like mention some new crazy shit, but just by name, not by what it does. And you're like, <laughs> I guess I'm fucked when I find out what that is. Yeah, like, oh, um, deodorant also now cleanses electric fog. Like, wait. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Who? What? When? I, Where? I feel so threatened. I, I do feel threatened. I'll give it to Monster Hunter that usually they're pretty kind with like having the NPC kind of like nudge nudge wink wink that you might need a certain item to bring or they'll put it in like the the quest box but like it's still yeah. so freaky when you first read about the name of some status effect and they're just like oh yeah um just death poison I'm like you mean poison no no poison no, no, and no. death poison is what antidote cures and I'm like Oh, okay. Oh. You know, it's always like the umpteenth degree crazy bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah, and, and antidotes no longer cure venom. And you're like, wait, did they just change the name of venom? And then you find something else that's like referencing venom and you're like, oh no. How do I cure venom now? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> I've been afraid my whole life, but I only know now why. Um so so yeah, that's that, what sushi fish did before generations. Before you went off on your tangent, um, <laughs> is they would recover all of your scratch damage, oh. which was which is gotcha. the health you heal over time, um, and it's equal to half of the damage you take approximately. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's like. Burst arowana and bomb arowana. Those two are really just used to make uh, bullets. Um, and bomb arowanas, I believe, are also used to make bombs. Then there's gunpowder fish, which are used to upgrade bombs. Um, there's the gastronome tuna, which is a classic. Uh, you fish it up, you chow down, and you cough up a surprise item. <laughs> um, so funny and it's like a cereal it, box yeah right eating it does not help you it doesn't heal no. you it doesn't and I'm like it's a delicious tuna like come on heal me at least like one health give me something yeah it's just like anything but that yeah you're like i guess i'll take it and then it's like oh here's five mithril or whatever you're like, yeah uh, thanks i guess i just wanted to eat man i'm in g rank i don't need this like, iron ore is nice but i just kind of wanted to eat yeah i was just hungry um <laughs> you think your character would learn after a couple to just like cut them open pull the item out and then chow down whatever it's fun it's it's a, it's a cultural it's, thing it, i'm sure mm. yeah <laughs> yeah that's not a good excuse uh, <laughs> Um, and then there are a bunch of fish that are introduced in this game that are just for funsies. Like, for funsies? Yeah, there's there's the Andangler, which is a pretty unique fish um, in, in that it can only be found in one spot during specific weather. Oh. But it's just an anglerfish. It doesn't do anything. Love it. You just, you just put it in your house. And you're like, look, I have an Andangler. Her. Uh, there's the petrocanth, which is a, just a coelacanth, but like, it it has like rocks on it. I think that's so cute. Um, it is adorable. He's another just like bragging rights fish. Yeah, where it's Marlin like, oh, I did the and... crazy hidden subquest to see this fish and then capture it. With it. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. But then there are there there are some fish that you sell specifically, like the golden fish, the platinum fish, and the golden fry. 
see, I'm a fool, and I'm like, ooh, gold, and I just put them all in my house instead of selling them. I... I love you. <laughs> I know. Someone has um... to. <laughs> I'm I'm clearly unwell. I just I'm just like, ooh, a gold, very valuable fish. Let's put it in a tank. <laughs> Can't sell that. <laughs> there there are like aquatic species that the game doesn't consider fish, like penguins. Or or prawns. Oh yes, penguins. Um, is there a penguin really... monster? Almost the Gumby, but not really. Yeah, my my first Lugumbi's my like first percent penguin. My first thought was Lagombi, but um, I don't think that there's a like a a full blown penguin monster. I'm, okay. I'm pretty sure, um, there's. I'm pretty sure there are monsters that I don't know about. That's fair. Because there's a. Oh, there's a what do you call it? There's an MMO monster hunter. Is there? Um, yes. What? The it's fuck? I. It. We've never played it because it's IP locked to China. Um. Ow, that hurts. I know, right? It's. It started in like 2010, I think. And it's IP it, locked to just China, or like to like just, China, Japan, and Korea. Oh, okay. No, just China. Um, China's got that lock on games. It's really interesting. Or China is completely excluded from games. In the case of PSO2, it is um, a really interesting like uh, dichotomy where it's like China like is either like on it with a game or it's like uh, everyone except China. Yeah. Um, oh, but go ahead. So there's a crazy monster hunter MMO. Yes, there's that a crazy just monster existed. Hunter. That's yeah, that's just existed. Um its servers went down in twenty seventeen. Oh, um, okay. So it no longer exists. But oh. it, it introduced I think three new weapon types just that were unique to it. What? Um three new weapon types? I know that there are Tomfas for sure. That actually sounds um, badass but I love it. Right. We need monks in um, Monster it, Hunter. We need it, like it, hand yeah. weapons. It's like a blunt variant to the twin blades. That yeah, um, that makes sense. And the the, the two big things were tonfas <laughs> gotcha. and mixed elements. Um, my joke about the steam dragon earlier that uh -huh. wasn't really a joke. There's a steam dragon in Monster oh, Hunter Frontier. Oh, like fire water together. Yeah. Is steam an element, or is it just weapons that do fire and water? No, no, no. It's it's an element. Oh, um, they did like compound stuff. Yeah, e each element has compound. With uh, th there are new elements that are compound elements of each individual element. It's like fire, water, steam. Um, Whoa. I don't think actually I don't I don't think there's actually a fire and ice compound. Um, okay, just because they're like actually in opposites, but interesting. Well, th I don't think there's a fire and ice compound because it would just make it water. And that that's why I don't yeah. think there's a water ice compound because it would just be more ice. Um but I I'm gotcha. pretty sure, if I remember correctly, there's a fire lightning compound and Ooh. and I know that there's a fire dragon compound and so th there are a bunch of different compounds. The one I remember best is steam. That's really cool. Um Yeah, so that's wow. uh that's actually really neat. Holy yeah. I, I've always wanted to play it and yeah. By the time VPNs were like a well-known thing, it, the servers were already down. Yeah, that's fair. Because I would have, I would have VPNed my IP to China to play that. Is like, please let me like, in. Yes, I am Chinese. Yeah, Konnichiwa. You, you'd see right here, fellow Chinese men. <laughs> yes, you're, 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 like, you've you've learned you know. the ways you're in. <laughs> They'll never be able to tell the difference. Yeah, but the, that's the fish, um, and we kind of talked about the story. So, uh, but we're we're kind of getting close to time. Okay. Okay. So, what's your 
what have you been doing this week? Um, this week, um, I've actually gotten back. Um, I've been trying to uh, sharpen my um, 4x skills, so I've been playing some Civ I saw. Six, trying to because. Okay, I will try to keep this tangent as short as possible. Basically, I love the fuck out of 4X games. And for anyone who doesn't know, 4X is like games like Civ. It's like explore, expand, exploit, and... Explore, exploit, expand, exterminate. <laughs> um, okay, okay. <laughs> I and, don't remember either. Um, basically, you know, you build civilizations and you, you have factions and different units you can build and upgrades and technology and the whole the whole thing um mm -hmm. and i really love games like that and a lot of people i know love games like that but the prevailing problem is one i don't play them very well like i kind of get them and I'm, I'm learning but like there's a lot of, of of like missed like efficiency and two i know that myself and probably others around me would be more way more willing to play those games more frequently if we could actually complete them in a sitting it would help because the the big issue is that when you don't understand the game, you have to spend a lot of time understanding your options before you make a decision. Yeah. Never yeah. mind the time it takes to make decisions based based on just getting information. Like, ah, uh, I need to move here or here. Like, you have to be like, oh, well, is that unit even a counter to my unit? And you have to like, it just takes a lot of extra processing time. And so mm -hmm. I'm trying to actually get good at 4X games so that my goal is I can at least beat them in like, a, a decent sitting of like four and change last like five hours like by five hours it's done so that even if it's a long sitting i can't beat them in like a sitting playing with other people yeah um okay because that would make the huge difference in playing um and so it's been a lot of fun i've been learning about like religious victory and civ six and figuring out what factions are actually good for me um mm -hmm. yeah. sometimes i will make choices that are just, like not I, idealistic is the wrong idea but i'll be like ooh. I'll be the war religion faction. I'll pick Spain, but then I'll do something horrible. <laughs> like I'll build all war and then not enough religion. And so even though I'm like a religion oh, war yeah, faction, yeah. I should have just been a war faction. It um, should have just been the Aztecs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where I, I, I won't pick what's best for my strategy or I'll pick a strategy that's really awkward instead of branching off from another strategy to what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm learning that kind of stuff. So I'm playing that and it's been awesome. It's um, really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I noticed you were playing Civ Six. I also noticed Garrison was playing Civ Six. Yes, Garrison is nearly undefeated in Civ, and so he's like, you know what? I'll show you guys how to play Civ, and so he's been giving us like pointers on how to play Civ. That's which is that's been really fun. nice. Yeah. Um, I have also been rediscovering a genre. Oh. Um. So. I got really into city building games. Like, like um, City Skylines? Is that a City Builder game? I don't know. I've never played it. Okay, I hear a lot about it. I thought that was a City Builder game, but go ahead, go ahead. Um, I'm talking about, like, games where, like, you have a set of people, so you have to build some houses. Oh, and then they're eating, so you, you have to build a farm. And, oh, wait, mm. they're running out of firewood. Okay, we have to set up a, a woodcutter and a couple foresters. Oh, and now we need rangers. Oh, and now we need fishermen. And, like, like those kinds of games gotcha the problem is i always knew there was something i really loved about them but i couldn't figure it out could, i'm so ready really get into them uh -huh. and then i realized i don't like them what i like <laughs> it what i really like is automation oh um, like having things just like work and run on their own and be efficient yeah I, I like being able to set up the efficiency and not have to like worry about ai oh um, it's like you and your automatic infusion in minecraft yeah yeah exactly so I, I played a little bit of banished when i thought i was like okay i want to play like like a town builder city builder thing mm -hmm. um and I, I wasn't having fun part of the problem is that banished is not a good game fuck but, never played banished um, but duly noted the the developers kind of gave up on it. It has a lot of promise, but they, it's not polished enough. I um, see. And it's not, bad. and it's not deep enough. Um, gotcha. they give you about five hours worth of content, 
and they okay. set their achievements at like 30 hours essentially of like oh. difficulty like you just kind of have to just keep expanding and at that point it's not interesting really it's more the same rather than new mm-hmm. yeah um but so i I started playing factorio and satisfactory because i was like oh, oh i really like ant- automation games it is so much fun okay i'm having such a good time i'm, I'm so living glad. hashtag Bullshit. my best life you just need to set up an intricate factory, sir. Yeah. That's awesome. I just need everything working in tandem and working super efficiently. Well, um, next time I'm on Minecraft, modern Minecraft, and I need to like set up machines, I know exactly <laughs> who my right hand man needs to be again. Yeah, I'm. Next time we do like a modded Minecraft thing, I'm not doing thaumaturgy first. Um, That's fair. Which is an incredible amount of restraint. You guys incredible. don't even know. They have custom um, spell building now. It's crazy. I'm doing thaumaturgy first. And I'm also doing thaumaturgy in a tree and you can't stop me. And that's <laughs> been the show. Uh, thanks everyone for being here. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun. It was. It and... was. <laughs> it, it was great. Uh, almost talking about Monster to World and talking about Monster to Rise. But, you know, it was good. It was good. Yeah. I had a great time not talking about our uh, episode topic today. You know, me too. Me too. Uh, Well, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next time.